0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. John McMullen is our NFL insider at JF McMullen, fresh off of the Eagles defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz's weekly press conference. I'm sure that was entertaining. Now, we're not going to do fake news with John this section here. Normally, we do it with John Mondays and Thursdays. Are we just going to have to move you to Tuesdays now in the NFL season? Is that what really we need to do here?
1: It, it, it's looking that way because Doug Peterson has pushed his press conferences back to 1230. Everything, uh, obviously, is to um, tweak me, I assume. so. <laughs> well, uh, unless I can do two things at once. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to do 1140 or push it back.
0: Well, I, I like the idea of doing fake news with you, but I also like the uh, 1140 on Mondays. Yes, 1140 on well, Mondays. We'll, we'll but, have to but, figure you know, we're, this We're out. doing
1: schedules on the air. Uh, but, uh, it's uh, live you know, radio, John. This is what
0: we do on this show. We hash yeah, everything out so, so fans understand what's going on. We don't hide anything from fans, including scheduling. Right.
1: And, and, you know, I'm in a slump on fake news. So I was trying to get back on the horse. But, uh, you yeah, know, I'm starting to question myself.
0: Well, I was going to throw one out at you and see if you still had it. But you're right. It, we should wait until Thursday and, and really test your mettle there during this segment. So let's start with last night. It was, and I'm not a fan of the Chargers, but as somebody who was bet and has bet and was betting on the Chargers last night, It was frustrating to watch Anthony Lynn and that offense just noticeably pull back after they were up instead of letting Justin Herbert continue to go out and either make a mistake on his own or make throws, which he was able to do in the first half. And, yes, big win for the Saints. They're still alive down there in that division. But that was my biggest takeaway was Justin Herbert can play. I just don't know why he was in bubble wrap for the second half.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of ways, uh, I think that's when you look at NFL co- coaching as a whole and, and try to uh, put together some themes uh, to figure these guys out. I mean, one of them I've always thought that has been way too big of an influence on, on coaches is, uh, you know, having plausible deniability uh, for the Monday press conference or the post-game press conference. Um, Instead of trying to win the football game. And instead of because, you know, if you do have a big pick six, a big splash play, a big negative play from the quarterback, that creates all the headlines. Uh, But if you try to win the game with that old school thought and you get a lead and you try to drain the clock, which I don't think you can do a lot in the modern NFL. No. Not, a, not at the start of the second half, you can't. <laughs> no, and you certainly can't do it against a team that can score. Maybe if you're if you're facing another team with a backup quarterback or something of that nature, but when you're facing the New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees, and even yeah, without Michael Thomas, I mean, you can't do it. You can't do it, but it's easier to explain it uh, uh, on the Monday afternoon press conference. Now, I'm not going to say those questions aren't going to arise, but... The worst things, and I just went through it with Jim Schwartz here in Philadelphia, uh, is when he gave up a big play and a big spot, uh, and 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 what the Eagles did with with Chase Claypool. Nobody nobody can stop talking about it for for a three day news cycle, and too many coaches are affected by that. They really are, uh, and you know I joked with Mike Zimmer. You know, letting – not letting, but Russell Wilson does what he does best on Sunday Night Football. He made the right decision to go for it on 4th and 1, but he lost the game. And if he coaches for another 100 years, you're never going to see him go on that 4th and 1 again. I guarantee it.
0: Right. It's a crazy – yeah, you're right. To lay it out that way is is something else. And now when we look at, to your point about the landscape of the league and how difficult it is just to kind of – run the clock out in general, let alone the second half. On the flip side, we have what seems to be a pretty good idea of what Drew Brees is and where his limitations are. And I think maybe for the first time in the, at least in a long time, I don't know, maybe the history of the NFL, you know the league better than me, John. We actually have a 1-1-A quarterback shuffle that works
1: yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say that. Uh, I, I, I will say, you know, it, it, first of all, it's not a surprise to me that if you're post-40, and you could say the same thing with Tom Brady as well, um, that you uh, obviously uh, can't get the football down the field, can't drive the football down the field. It makes perfect sense from an age standpoint. Uh, and I, I think you have to build your offense around those limitations and that's one of the reasons why uh, losing Michael Thomas, not having Michael Thomas, affects uh, the Saints so much because he's such a great intermediate receiver. Um, and, and But, you know, at the same time, I, I, I don't want to see Taysom Hill on the field ever. I, I, you know, there's people who call him a uh, – Sean Payton called him a franchise quarterback. What franchise is that? Jacksonville? I, I, I <laughs> Dallas? I, I mean, this guy makes Tim Tebow look like uh, a playmaker. No, don't I, yeah. say
0: that. Don't. Come on, John. You saw Tim Tebow in that preseason game have three guys in the end zone and still try to tuck it to the goal line and get stopped. Uh, I, I
1: always joke, uh, you know, there's hedges uh, that surround the practice field <laughs> at the Novacare complex to keep uh, the South Philadelphians from looking in and, and telling the Cowboys what the Eagles are doing, uh, and um, uh, I've only seen one quarterback clear the hedges uh, with an inaccurate throw. Guess who that quarterback was? <laughs> exactly. That's Ron's guy. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive that he was able to do that. But I never. I, I mean, the Eagles are, try, are are starting to integrate Jalen Hurts. He had his first completion, and all that. Um, uh, against the Steelers, but I I don't like it. I don't like taking um, the starting quarterback out of a play. I think it's a bad way to go, and always, always, no matter who the backup is, they're a backup for a reason because you think the other guy is better. So why would you take your best quarterback off the field or even split him out wide and take him out of the play? It's never made any sense to me. It'll never make any sense to me.
0: John McMullen at JF McMullen joining us on the Progressive Guest Line here, the NFL Insider, the second level, courtesy of Jacob Meadey, also columnist for Philly Voice, where we both write. And for me, this year, looking at what's happened in Dallas, that's where I think the pressure comes back on the Eagles. I placed a bet yesterday at plus 120. Now, granted, some of it was because there was still plus value. And I think it'll probably stay the same or drop when Dallas and Philly both lose this weekend. But I placed a bet, a futures bet of plus one twenty for the Eagles to win because I can't bet on a backup quarterback with a makeshift offensive line to beat out this Eagles team despite all of the problems that Philadelphia has.
1: Now I, I, I hey, I will say this. I mean at one three and one I think the Eagles are the clear favorite yeah. <laughs> in the division. It's amazing. Uh, I will say that, uh, but I, but I do think the Cowboys are, are certainly better equipped than they have been in the past. If they would have lost Dak Prescott, I, I do think you know Andy Dalton's going to get him uh, lined up correctly. He's going to be able to handle things at the line of scrimmage. He's going to be able to do those little things, those intangibles that maybe keep you in uh, a game typically. Uh, you wouldn't be in if Cooper Rush was out there. So uh, I, I do think he, he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in this league. But we'll see. Last time he was out there, he was not playing well. Uh, now the history, and he's still young enough to where it, he should be able to play at a representative level. I think if he starts to get comfortable, I and mean, you talk about those offensive line issues, that's obviously real. Mm. But, man, they're, if anything, they're even worse in Philadelphia. That's my concern with the Eagles, because I don't think you're going to be seeing Lane Johnson for a while now as well. So they're down to they're down 80% of their offensive line. Jason Kelsey and a bunch of guys he never played before until this season.
0: Sounds like Dallas. <laughs> That's well yeah, exactly. Bookend thing. tackles are gone. Tuesday night football. This is the second time since the merger. You and I know the other time in which Joe Webb – came to town and had his way with andy reed and the eagles tuesday night football let's look at this two different ways real quick before we end here john let's look at it first and foremost tonight the game itself how much of a shot do you give tennessee being off so long and having so much controversy surround them and oh by the way it's not like it's the old bills coming to town this is the new look bills coming to town
1: Yeah, this would be a marquee game, and it is a marquee game on a Tuesday night. But real quick, because I was covering the Vikings at that time, coming back to Philadelphia for the Joe Webb game. That was actually the Antoine Winfield game. I say this all the time. One of the greatest pure performances by a defensive back in modern NFL history. If people go back and watch that game, it's amazing the impact Antoine Winfield had on it. Now his son is becoming a star in Tampa Bay, which tells you how old I'm getting. But nonetheless, uh, the, it's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously, if the Titans handle this, and that's adversity, man, to go through this and come out and play well. Uh, you would think there's going to be at least some rust, Uh but I'll give Mike Grable a lot of credit if he's got this team focused and ready to play. I, I think it's time to say Buffalo's a really good football team, and I, I don't think home field matters anymore. Add that into the mix Absolutely. as well.
0: Yeah, totally correct on that. So how far away are we from some off season ballot or some movement being raised for owners to vote on, coaches, front office people to vote on to add Tuesday night football to the schedule?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you can monetize it, and they certainly could, because the only thing that draws ratings in, in television now is NFL games. I mean, you saw uh, the That's NBA the finals take. Yes. Yeah, it, li- it literally is the only thing. If you look, and people criticize the NBA or Major League Baseball for ratings falling, they're falling everywhere. I mean, it has, it has come, the floor has come out on television ratings under everything but NFL football uh so yeah tb will be lining up for it
0: john appreciate it man uh we'll chat on thursday we'll give you another crack at fake news as well
1: i need it uh thanks yeah you are Uh, i gotta get back on the horse
0: oh hey hey john john real quick uh are you there on your way up yeah question for you what is it about tampa bay in which their sports teams are just ugly, and I don't mean the, the chemical makeup, the DNA. It's not a player thing. It's not an ownership thing. It's not even a jersey or a mascot thing, but even now with Tom Brady, they add a little bit of entertainment value, but the Rays winning, the Lightning winning, it doesn't do anything for me, and I can't think that I'm alone at this.
1: Well, no. I, well, I think it's 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 a new thing. More that obviously, there's not a ton of history with those organizations. So when you see, I mean, you know, you see the Rays over the Yankees, for instance. Well, you know, people love the Yankees, people hate the Yankees, but that's not good for baseball. It's just not. Uh, they would rather have the New York Yankees mm. <laughs> in that position. But you have to give the Rays credit for being. What they are in building a franchise with the money they spend, it's all great. But when there's no history, yeah, it comes across as kind of empty. And I think that's, that's the problem. Tampa has been a, a, a new part of, of, of the sports world, and there's not a lot of legacy to it. Think about the Buccaneers. They're, they've been there the longest, and that's only what? 1976 or something like
0: that? Yeah, they're more miserable than not. All right, I appreciate it, John. Thank you for clearing that up. Have a great day. All right, buddy. thanks, time.: You got it. We'll wrap the hour next year on the second level